Hello everybody and welcome to Throllers. I'm joined once again with Chris Ronalds. How you doing, Chris? I'm Orson Allen. Uh, great to be here. It must be a Wednesday. It must be a Wednesday, right on track. We, um, we weren't sure if we were going to shuffle things around because of the worlds, but uh, you put a poll out today and the people wanted the, the potty, so we're going sticking with the Wednesday. Uh, yeah, very popular yes vote. Um, no word of a lie. There was only one no vote, and that came from my wife. So <laughs> cheers to did that. Did it really? It did. That's so funny. Why she not on board with it? No idea. No idea. <laughs> You're going with it anyway. I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, well, we had a social day at Bald Hill on the weekend. Pretty windy conditions, uh, which we weren't used to, but uh, yeah, we had a pretty pretty decent turnout for it, which was nice. Yeah, definitely. It's always funny when you play in the wind, like you could have played in wind three weeks ago, but when you play in the wind, it's like, geez, I haven't seen wind in three years. <laughs> yeah, 100%. You just don't know what to do anymore, don't know how to putt. Uh, yeah, it's wild. Uh, but yeah, another uh, awesome. Now, Melbourne is obviously split up. Um, the way they're doing seasons this year, and they've chopped it in half. So that was the the last event for the season. Um, but yeah, another awesome turnout. I'm just uh, loading it now. You think I'd be organised by now? Yeah, we had 52 uh, people show up. There we go. 52 uh, people rocked up. Huge. So um, we did touch on it being the last event of the season last week, and how there were some implications for you on the line. And it was just a simple formality. You show up and. You've won the the mid-year social day. Uh, so I see that you showed up. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I'm very, very, very happy. Um, I just needed to, um, you know, beat an eighth. Um, which I, got which I did. Uh, well, I got a sixth. But um, at the time, I, there was an asterisk at the time. I was like, Brian Deere has not signed up. So um, I'll take an asterisk and I'll take a win. Anyway. Uh, after recording that potty, that young man signed up and he did relatively well. <laughs> yes, he did. He was probably the only one of the day to, to not worry so much about the win. Yeah. Uh, Might have thrown a spanner in the works for you. Mm. Yeah, he um, he may have just ran away with it slightly. <laughs> um, yeah, he uh, scored an awesome nine down, which um, I think rated nearly a 1,000 on the metric system. Um, yeah, only 10 players managed to go under the card at Bald Hill, which is uh, pretty unlike Bald Hill. Um, it, yeah, it played pretty tough. Yeah, definitely. I was, uh, I don't know, I was pretty happy. I, I, well, I wasn't on the day. Like, I was playing with you and none of it felt great. Missed a few putts. None of my drives were particularly good. Got a few bogeys on some holes that I just, you shouldn't. But then at the end of the day, when I looked up, only two people beat me. So I was like, never mind. Yeah, no, that's uh, two two good uh, social days in a row for you. So I know who would have thought. And um, you, oh, there's a stat in there that you've got to mention. Oh, you, you might come to it later, but I've I've taken it off you now. Um, I can see only not many eagles for the day. Full stop for starters. Hardly any eagles for the day. What am I counting? One, two, three, four, five, six eagles total for the day uh, across fifty-two players, and you lay claim to two of those. Ah, it's an easy game, you know what I mean? <laughs> Huge. Yeah, first hole of the day, it was the eagle on hole five and followed up by a birdie on hole six. And I was like, oh, here he goes. 
welcome to the Allen show here. And uh, we didn't quite get that far, but <laughs> but yeah, when it came back round to three, got that one as well. And I was pretty stoked. Nice. Yeah, you got me by three strokes on those two holes. Mm-hmm. And um, I beat Aiden. Beat Aiden yes. for the day. So huge. Can't remember the last time I beat Aiden at Bald Hill. Maybe it's never happened, but um, it did. So cop that, Aiden. No, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, that's uh, decent feedback for Aiden. Um, Aiden, I, you know, there's no doubt that he was probably going into the day with the same sort of mindset as myself. I did have him. I had a, there was maybe a 13 point gap between me and Aiden, but he definitely came to win and to um, do well for sure. He needed to do better than an 81 points, which um, is pretty low, and he only managed. Oh, no, I'm reading this incorrectly. Never mind. He also managed <laughs> to improve his score, uh, but not as much as he would have liked, and he uh, remained in third position. Brutal. Yeah, yeah, well, lost disc on hole 11 doesn't help. Oh, and yeah. I don't know what happened on hole 5, but that was his finishing hole, and he finished with a 5. Yeah, that ain't so, great. Nah, they could, he could have leapfrogged me, but uh, didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's all right. But, um, yeah, you mentioned a few people under the card. Uh, Brett Zebel, not showing. He's in Division X, so I don't know. He just must not do the social days. Just a Tuesday night operator. Yeah, I guess so. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say, so across the league, um, even again, it's only the halfway point really of the year, but there was 164 unique players um, that competed in the league. 27 of those players... Um, played nine or more rounds. So your best eight rounds count. Uh, so just looking down the scoreboard, I can see nine players, you know, have a round that didn't even count towards their total because they played more than eight. That's amazing. Um, and then I, try, I, want, I was like, oh, I wonder who played the most, all right? There was 15 rounds in total and there was no standout. There was one, two, three, four players that played 13 out of 15. Some pretty familiar names in there, okay? So you got Brett Bobridge, uh, and Janet Foy Adams, very familiar names. Then you've got a, uh, I'm going to say a young Alex Evan, but I'm using the word young, and I've actually got no idea who Alex <laughs> Evan is. <laughs> who, do you know who Alex is? No, I can't say that he's uh, he's on my radar, but he, apparently he, he's there all the time. He was at 13 of the 15, so I, if you're listening, Alex, I assume you are at this point. Um, g'day, and I look forward to meeting you in person. And then the other name that uh, played 13 out of 15 was the new kid on the block, Penn. Penn Lou. Yeah, so that's he, so cool. Yeah, brand new to the game. Um, you know, course installed in Melton and away he goes. And he ends up rocking up to 13 league days. Um, that's for, amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. For a bit of context for those people out there, uh, he I, I won't give away what he does for a living, but he works nights. Um, so he rocks up to many of those league days on no sleep. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Oh, very exciting. So, huge effort by the club. Looking forward to the second half of the season. Yeah, for sure. couple little changes I've heard too. They're, they're altering the division caps, moving yes. Division A up to 8-7-5, I think, uh, which is good because yeah, I think it's been the highest division, like the, the most competitors in the division for most of all the year, and it just shouldn't be. I don't think our club's good, like, over the board good enough for our top division to be our heaviest division. So um, that's a nice change they're making, and that should sort of even some stuff up a bit. I know my old man, 
was in Division A, and that's just that's not where he should be. But with the new rules, he's in Div B. Uh, I think it's going to work out a bit nicer, so that's good. So our next segment, we're going to catch up with uh, Hardy on his world's adventure. But we've got to uh, a nice new little sponsor today. Well, not sponsor, but the, this segment's presented by none other than Ricky Wysocki. What a scoop. What a scoop. All right, let's hear from them both. I'm Ricky Wysocki, and you're listening to the Frollers Podcast. Uh, Mark Hardy, welcome. Uh, thanks, Chris. Uh, lovely to hear your voice, mate. Um, so whereabouts are you at the moment? I'm in the lovely city of uh, Peoria, which is in uh, central Illinois, a couple of hours from Chicago. Uh, yeah, nice little city, kind of like a Ballarat-type uh, Bendigo vibe about it. Nice, nice. Uh, so, yeah, we're super stoked to have you. Before we do get started, uh, if you wouldn't mind, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and about your disc golf career to date. Okay, uh, well, basically got into disc golf uh, with... Uh, your lovely self and Joel Payton. We were down in Queenstown in New Zealand. And uh, obviously, many people probably have done this before, but the Queenstown Gardens uh, got us hooked in. And uh, yeah, 12 years later, still shooting many bogeys, uh, but but loving every minute of it. And uh, yeah, look, it's been a, a pretty steady part of my life. Um, basically, disc golf, uh, had some kids, took a little bit of a break off, but uh as I've got a bit older, got back into it, and uh, yeah, just basically loving the game. Awesome, awesome. So, uh, congratulations on your awesome year to date. I was going through the PDGA website, and it it makes for some pretty happy reading, Hardy. So, four events this year, three wins, nine PDGA rated rounds this year, seven of which have been above your rating. Uh, and uh, most recently, you've had a jump of uh, over 13 in the most rating update. So to turn this into a question, how's the game feeling? And is there any specific aspect of your game uh, that you've been working on this year? Uh, yeah, I think the game's feeling really good. Um, I was saying to uh, Nick Huston, who's over with me, that uh, yeah, no matter what the result is, uh, I think I put in the work um, to get over here and... Uh, yeah, it's feeling the game's feeling as good as it has ever felt, and uh, yeah, I guess the, hopefully uh, what will be will be. But um, it's it's feeling feeling really positive. Um, I guess trying to work a bit more and just being a bit more consistent uh, and developing a bit more of a longer sidearm, throwing a bit more understable stuff, uh, which um, at the courses that we are playing over here hopefully will hold me in good stead. Uh, also really been working hard on, on the putting because um, you kick my ass uh, basically every time we play because you can putt and I could never putt. So look, um, it's still not up to your lofty standards but it's hopefully saving me a couple of strokes around and I think um, those couple of things have, have helped me a bit this year. You say nice things. It's because you didn't play with Chris, Evelina, Ronalds on the weekend <laughs> where I uh, I'm, where I missed 14 putts. Uh, oh, no, so don't you see why you said... Don't worry, that, 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 that news is spread out here. I bet it did. I bet it did. All right, you've seen maybe well into the next question. So um, what courses, tell, like tell the listeners a little bit about the event. What courses are you playing? Um, and have you had a chance to get a practice round on each of them yet? Uh, yeah, sure. So there's there's three courses. Um, you play two rounds on Northwood Black, which is meant to be, I think, the, the toughest uh, course getting around. 
Uh, there's also a, one round on a Northwood Blue, which we're about to play today, which I think is a bit of a shorter uh, version, which is in the same kind of area. And then there's a course called Wildlife, uh, which we're also going to go and check out today, which uh, I'm not, I think is a bit open and a bit closed from what I've seen. I watched uh, Ryan Hart's round from his World Juniors last year. Uh, so we'll check that out today. But we did get to go and play the notorious uh, Northwood Black. And uh, look, uh, words can't really describe what it's like. Uh, it's it's out of this world. Um, I, I guess it's like, to me, it felt like the kind of Augusta of... Um, of disc golf, uh, it was just insane. Um, yeah, like I shot a 15 over and I felt like I played really well. Uh, and to kind of put that in, into context, I, I had a look at some some results and uh, at the last tournament, 15 over was a 9.40 round. So I think, uh, I, I believe an even round is like 10.50 or something. It's, it's, it's insane. It just punishes you um, so much if you don't hit the perfect shot. To hit a par, you have to play like, three or four absolutely perfect shots. Um, otherwise, it, it just eats you alive. Yeah, that's crazy. It's so hard. It's so hard to imagine a course that, like, I guess uh, mathematically is 10 strokes harder than Inverley Gold. Yeah, yeah like, it's that's crazy. It's insane, man. Um, so I was going to ask about Favourites World's course, but it sounds like you're checking out the other two later today. Um, I am very aware that you've uh, been on a little bit of a mini tour around the States. So maybe I'll turn that question into what's the favourite course so far that you've played in the States? Um, yeah, we've been uh, – I was pretty lucky. I've actually been cruising down um, the, the north part of uh, California uh, with my old man, actually, and uh, yeah, just playing a bunch of courses. Um, Californian courses seem to be quite similar to a lot of Australian courses, so um, it was a lot of fun. Um, got to play like uh, Dila and Glen Eagles, uh, but to be honest, probably my favourite course was um, Golden Gate. I really enjoyed that at San Francisco, just having such a an awesome course right in, in the heart of a, a really big city. Uh, and it was a, a quality course, and I just met a few lo people there. It was lots of fun. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. All right, so keen to go a little deeper. You've touched on this a little bit, but, um, you know, having obviously you're, you've studied the courses. I know you may not have seen them in person, but I know you're all over it. What aspect of your game uh, do you think you're going to lean into or lean on uh, going into this week of competition? Yeah, hopefully, like, uh, well, from Northwood Black, um, there's a, a fair few sidearm kind of shots. Um, it's, it's crazy, even yesterday, though, uh, I used so many discs that I rarely use in, uh, in, in Melbourne. Um, kind of a lot of slower discs. Um, there's a fair bit of altitude. So hopefully turnover shots, too. Um, the kind of RPM discs are getting a real workout. For, for whatever reason, they, they kind of suit the course that I played yesterday. So, um, yeah, just kind of, I'm going to have to approach really, really well. Hopefully that's because I don't have a big arm, as you're well aware, uh, I, I really lean on my approach game. And, uh, yeah, if that's not on, uh, it could be really ugly. But hopefully, uh, yeah, that, that approach game's got to be really strong. So the, the Gataku, um, definitely yesterday, and, and I'm sure today is getting a big workout. Okay, cool. Good answer. All right, so um, I think I've had a look at the fixture. Correct me if I'm wrong. Do you, you tee off on a Tuesday, you play a couple of rounds, 
Then there's a shuffle of the pools because there's two pools in your division. Then there's two more days of competition uh, followed by a cut. Have I got that right? Uh, 100%, yeah. So there's a the, the top half uh, in uh, at Pool A, and, and I'm obviously in Pool B, the B for big boys. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> basically after the, you play, you kind of play two rounds and then uh, both at the same course, obviously, and then um, they do a, a reshuffle. So And then, yeah, I think it's the top, 20 or so percent play on on uh, Saturday for the for the for the chocolates. All right, so turning all of that into another question is have you set yourself any specific targets for the week? Uh, look I have obviously um, I'd love to play to my rating um, or or above that that's probably the the first one. Uh, obviously to have fun um, is is the main thing like uh, Look at watching some of the guys yesterday. Uh, oh, there's they're they're a fair bit ahead uh, skill wise. So I just I just want to try and kind of play to my potential, have fun. Um, look, I'd be lying if I'm if I didn't sneakily want to try and kind of get into the the pool A on the reshuffle. But uh, look, we'll see what happens. All right, sick. All right, thank you. Uh, thanks for that. Um, before we do let you go, um, let you touch on the fact that you've had, spent a little bit of time in California before heading over. Um, yeah, do you have a non-disc golf-related highlight of the trip so far for us? Uh, yeah, I do, actually. Uh, just been having to spend some time with my old man has been really awesome. Um, yeah, we've, we've just had a ball. He He's actually really got into the disc golf. I don't think he kind of understood uh, how I spend my uh, leisure time, but uh, it, I'll be honest with you, I've, I've been trying to kind of take it easy with the throwing and not throw too much. And he's been like waking me up and dragging me out to courses, and he's like, "Come on, let's go." He's just got this little heart, but he's kind of flicks around. But he's, um, I think he's uh, he's been sucked in too. So you might see the uh, a couple, another hardy, uh, the the uh, social days soon. I love that. I love that. All right. Uh, any shout outs you want to make? Oh, look, I've got to shout out to, uh, first of all, the family. Just hello, family. I know that they're uh, avid listeners. Uh, and also, I guess, to the uh, the disc golf uh, shit talk crew, uh, missing you boys, and uh, wish that uh, you guys were here too to uh, join the fun. Legend. All right. Uh, cheers, Hardy. We'll uh, check in with you again in a few days' time and uh, see how you're going on leading into that uh, shuffle. No worries, mate. It's been an honour. Thanks for the chat. We can touch on that chat a little bit further, but it was great to catch up with the man. It sounds like he's having a ball, but, um, you know, thanks again to Ricky for the shout-out and being a contributor to the podcast. It'd be remiss of us uh, not to mention his foundation. Yeah, that's right, the Socky Bomb Foundation. So check out his website, see what the team's doing, and uh, chuck him a little donation if you can. Yeah, definitely. So the Socky Bomb Foundation is committed to growing disc golf into a mainstream recreational activity uh, while also promoting the lifelong benefits of playing this brilliant game. So check it out, Socky Bomb Foundation. Beautiful. Thanks, Ricky. So should we check out how uh, Marcus went in his first round? Yes, we should. Well, if we had to sum it up, not great? <laughs> brutal. Brutal. <laughs> brutal. We- yeah, I mean, I think I said at last podcast, if he does better than plus 180, um, based <laughs> on what I know about Northwood Blacks, he's doing okay. And I guess on that metric, he's he's done 
phenomenally well. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so he birdie free. You know, he, you're not going to really find a birdie out there. Um, no. He shot a plus 21. Yeah, so he, he had the plus 15 in the practice, which was about 950 rated, he reckons. So a um, bit different this time, I think. I'm not sure what that exactly went to, but the plus 21 was about 900 rated, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the plus 15, you know, being six shots better than that, kind of is checking out that um, plus 15 is 940, 950 golf, like you said, in our catch-up. So... Um, I'm sure the next lap round he'll be um, hoping to go a few shots better and shave a few shots. Um, you'll find a nine on the the brutal par five um, hole twelve. If you've, I, I actually went back and watched coverage recently just to get re-familiar with the course. That par five is is bonkers and it plays you know regularly uh, six plus even when the pros are playing it. It really is a par six. Um, but the nine on hole four, that goes down to a lost disc. You had a lost disc this morning. Oh, no. That's terrible. Yeah. You don't need that in your world. Nah. Nah. So, you'd nah. uh, like he'd like that hole back again, I'm sure. And there's a lot of uh, people still yet to go. So, this morning's round, they had poor air conditions due to some fires out in Canada. Thanks, Darren. Thanks, Darren. But, uh, <laughs> Uh, so there's a lot of people still to go, so the rating stuff could mix around a little, and we won't know exactly where sort of Hart is sitting with that. But it's worked out pretty good because those guys are going to have to the people that have, some people started their rounds are going to have to go back to their lies and go through that, and then the people that haven't played are going to have to do their whole round, uh, and then they go over to wildlife and play their round then. So Hardy lucky getting away early, and that might hold him in pretty good stand pretty good stead going into the wildlife course which is definitely a lot easier of a course than northwood black which is the hardest course in the world <laughs> yeah yeah uh, spot on spot on um he's we'll obviously keep up with him uh, throughout the week and i'll be checking in with him again tomorrow actually and then uh, maybe at the end of the week um as we alluded to in the podcast uh, in the catch-up so that'll be really cool he's not the only guy in that division though we got uh, a Queenslander, is he not? Uh, young, yep. Nick, young Nick Holstead is up there as well. Yeah, so he played the wildlife course. Shot a plus four, which was 935 rated, which is just a little bit below his his rating. But, uh, yeah, not too bad overall. Uh, we didn't get a chance to chat with him to see how it sort of went. But, yeah, it puts him kind of right in the middle of the pack in Group A at the moment. Yeah, correct, correct. Which is not too bad of a place to be. If Hardy was saying, uh, oh, I was looking at that a bit wrong. Sorry, he's, in, he's towards the bottom of the pack. <laughs> group A. Yeah. Um, a few so, yeah, work to be done through. if they want to, yeah, work to be done if they want to want to try to get themselves up to Group A in that merger. Yeah, agreed. So, uh, going on at the same time uh, in the same town, is also junior world so as we put out on our socials we've got um you know three aussies um repping australia at the junior worlds at the moment and we i think you know um there's a couple of kiwis over there but you've mentioned him before so i think we should mention him again there's also levi stout from new zealand um over competing in the worlds as well so we'll give him a shout out as well um, yeah for sure he uh two rounds in 
in the MJ18, and he's sitting third. So he's doing fantastic. He's uh, six strokes back of first and three strokes back of second. Those guys are really starting to put a decent gap. But, um, yeah, he's right there. So he's definitely the best junior in the Southern Hemisphere, um, I would say, anyway. And, yeah, he's sort of putting his money where his mouth is now. Yeah, awesome. Um, you're definitely all across this. I don't even know MJ18 had um – I didn't even know the juniors had played two rounds. I only looked up round one. My my notes are out of whack. <laughs> oh, okay, no, that's fine. Um, yeah, no, nah, he's he's doing pretty good. Uh, yeah, he's obviously doing very very good. That's a it's a big strong field, and um, yeah, he is almost thousand rated though, and there's not many people. Uh, he might be the highest rated competitor in the field, I reckon. And there you go. Uh, so finishing, you know, being up in that top section is where you want to be. Yeah, he is the highest rated in the thing, but uh, he's still got to put it together, you know? So, yeah, it's looking very good by him. Uh, I'm not sure. His brother's playing as well. I'm just not sure where he's ended up after two rounds. Looks looks like some people haven't played their second round yet, too. I don't know. It's a bit of... It, it's hard getting a million people together for one tournament. Yeah, there's like... F this, um, yeah, A, B, C, D, E, F. So he's like seven pulls. Another guy yeah. in uh, MJ18 is Toby Kynaston, is how I'm going to pronounce their last name. So uh, yep. Alex is probably more of a familiar name for um, those listening at home. Alex is now, you know, uh, top five rated Australian disc golfer from WA. He's got a brother. Um, they've both gone over competing in Junior Worlds, and Toby's currently in T83rd. Um, shot a plus two uh, round two and now is fin- uh, sitting plus two, so shot an even round one. Um, he's got a few eagles on his scorecards, which is cool to see. Um, currently playing about 900 rated golf for the event as a 906 rated golfer, so he's he's playing not about his rating, yeah. Yeah, not too, not too bad at all. But yeah, he did touch on uh, his brother Alex, who is the world distance champion for the f uh mj15 was it yeah it must have been yeah yeah it was yeah yeah. and and did we look at it so it doesn't it it says points and then has a number but yeah we're assuming that is distance in feet are we not yeah we are 100 percent we are and what what did he throw um six like, it was 200 meters yeah, yeah 197 meters <laughs> What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, for anyone who doesn't know who he is, too, he is tiny. Yeah. He's a tiny little person. Yeah. But, um, yeah, think Emerson Keith. But, yeah, he just threw 200 meters. And he's 15, if that. Yeah. 50, so, 50 feet yeah, fur- world. 50 feet further than yeah. his nearest competitor. Um, yeah, about 16 <laughs> meters further than his nearest competitor. And I think it would have put him second in the MJ18 as well. I remember looking at that. and oh, Second or third Yeah. Uh, in the MJ18. And I think he came third in the putting as well too, which was MJ18. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he, he came out there. He's got one of the highest ratings in the Division 2. Uh, and he came out there and just let them all know what's going on. Hey, I'm here. Um, but, yeah, didn't quite back it up as much on the course. Still... Quite solid with a, a neg four. But yeah, I think our leader's sitting on neg nine. So 
definitely work to be done by him in 24th spot. But if uh, if anyone can do it, it's going to be him. Can drive, can putt. He's uh, got the skills to get it done. Um, so, yeah, we'll be following that uh, closely. Uh, jumping over to sure. MJ12, uh, one of Jacob's best mates. We got a uh, young Henry from WA. Oh, yeah, Henry Arnold. He uh, amazing putter. So won the SA Open a couple of years ago. Jacob saw him putting and just completely changed Jacob's putting style there and then on the spot to copy what this 10-year-old kid was doing. Yep, fair enough. Because <laughs> um, it's just textbook. And for anyone who remembers the SA Open podcast, my goal was to simply beat a junior named Henry Arnold. <laughs> Uh, which I managed to do, so I was pretty happy with that. But, uh, yeah, he's definitely a fact. He started to become a factor in the Australian scene, and he's definitely a factor in the MJ12 scene. Yeah. So um, sitting in T4th um, and only two strokes off the pace after round one. Um, Love that. I've seen a couple of highlights via Heiser Flight on socials. Um, and yeah, Ken putt with a couple of those highlights were indeed putting. Yeah, no, smooth, very smooth putter, very confident. So, um, yeah, have to watch that, but yeah, only a couple behind. We could have ourselves a world champion here. Yeah, that's cool. And, uh, so with everyone there that we're checking in with, and obviously we'll uh, keep tabs on them during the week, I think Henry, um, you know, on a rating basis is playing the best. Um, so he's he, that first round was 20 above his rating. Um, and for everyone else that we kind of mentioned too, they're either thereabouts with their rating or shooting below their rating. Henry shooting 20 above is, uh, you know, he's played the best round one out of all of the Aussies. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Awesome. Well, the States is not the only uh, worldly disc golf we'd here to have a look at. Oh, yes, of course. We need to check in on uh, our boy, Bainey. A bit of uh, Bane spotting. Yes. So, stop number three on the European tour. Um, not quite as hot as stop one and two for him. No. Which is a bit disappointing. He finished one place outside of cash. So he's been all over it lately. Cash, cash, cash. One place, but yeah, one, one place out of cash or one place within cash. Oh, let me. Sorry, I had. I was only checking on the projected payouts. Oh, no, nah, it's up it on the actual since. payout. Payout. Oh, here we go. Uh, um, nice. Yeah, he he made cash just. Oh, we love that. Then never mind. He's all over yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. Oh, Justy. What do you mean, Justy? He's easy. <laughs> He's three three places in the cash. Another three hundred and thirty US to add to the tally. Yeah, it's why not? That's better than some ATs here in Australia. So, you know Yeah, for sure. Uh, that's uh, that's making bank, so to speak. Exactly. This is the first tournament in a few weeks that he's managed to go under his rating though, which is a bit of a surprise. He's been slaying it beforehand. So uh, a bit of a, a return for him here, but um yeah, still making the cash, though. Um, did you get a chance to check out any of the coverage? No, I didn't. Uh, no. What, uh, I know you saw some of it. What was the course uh, like? The course is just out of this world. Uh, I think one of our boys, Oscar, said that it's like um, 
disc golf valley in real life um if you haven't had a chance <laughs> to watch any of the coverage on mgd media or md mgd media i think i've said that in the same order again um <laughs> go go check it out like I, I, I messaged a couple of boys and said look 18 holes of golf probably 16 signature holes like the course is just wildly beautiful and looks really challenging um but just so gorgeous. Um, just what an absolute privilege it must have been to play that course. Yeah, nice. That's cool. And there was a nice little battle. We've been we've been keeping a very close eye on Paul Macbeth versus the kid. Yes. In these last couple of tournaments. Elias Lucan. And uh, the yeah, and the kid himself has been loving it. He's uh, he's now a friend of the show. Yeah, hundred percent. He's uh, probably one of our biggest fans as we speak. Probably just behind Ricky at the moment. But Elias is definitely one <laughs> of our biggest fans. Um, I think I mentioned it in another podcast, but Paul Macbeth indirectly threw shade at him um, after one of the earlier events that Paul won, and Elias just like gave him a little clip and let him know that I have two Euro Tour wins. You currently have one. <laughs> So um, that's enough of calling me the kid, but um, he's leaning into it. He seems like a jet of a bloke. He's actually one of the commentators for that YouTube channel that I was just talking about. He's one of their lead commentators. Um, rocks around in a bucket hat, which uh, listeners might know that I love a good hat. Um, yeah, seems like definitely one of the dudes. Uh, would fit right in, right in well on the Australian scene, I reckon. Love his swagger. I love it. I love the confidence of the guy. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. That was a cool little little battle to keep our eye on. But um, yeah, another week. Uh, Bane will be in another tournament, I'm sure. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. And um, yeah, hopefully he can get back to how he was the last couple of rounds. Yeah, yeah. Playing hot. Looking to bounce back there. But as we get closer to the big European events, uh, um, a few more Americans are trickling over. Um, you know, hence the winner of the event, uh, Bradley Williams. That was his first ever European event. Um, <laughs> and yeah, he got the W by one stroke over Paul. But yeah, it's gonna. I think it's going to get harder and harder for Bainey. But um, that, I'm sure he welcomes that. Yeah, for sure. So, no, very exciting. And yeah, very good point about them all popping over. Yeah. Nice. All right, well... Uh... We've got the player radio coming up, but we've got ourselves another exciting sponsor for this hole. Uh, our man Hardy hooked us up with Jay Yeti Reddy. The one and only. The one and only Yeti himself. So, um, yeah, take it away, Yeti. I'm Jay Yeti Redding, and you're listening to the Rollers Podcast. Oh, thanks very much for that one there, Yeti. So, everybody, go check out Edge Disc Golf. So, Edge stands for Educational Disc Golf Experience. They're a non-profit corporation formed to provide disc golf educational services for youth and adolescents. They provide the exclusive program that teaches disc golf fundamentals and skills. They create the curriculum by following the lead of the National Association for Sport and Physical Education and aligning the lesson plans to that organization's standards for physical education. It's a real cool program. They get out and uh, get disc golf into yeah people's people's hands and get them hooked. And he's a real nice guy. Um, uh, I met him a million years ago at 
nationals in Queensland. I'm sure he doesn't remember because he's met everyone. But um, yeah, very very cool dude, and uh, love the shout out. Thanks for that, Yeti. Yeah, cheers, Yeti. I've also uh, had the pleasure of the big man. He um, in a you know in a quite I don't know serendipitous coincidence. Um, I'm sure Hardy just went up to him and said, "Hey, Yeti, remember me when you were down here playing nationals? I was winning MA four. Um, <laughs> he was at the one in Tassie as well with with Hardy's first event. Love that. Yeah, yeah. He used to come down a fair bit. Him and uh, Des. Correct. So um, no, that's cool. Uh, all right, so we should get onto the player radar. We we had quite a few people submit this next person so we, it couldn't be ignored any longer yeah who, who have we got yeah, club favorite um relatively new to the club but cemented himself on the scene um and yeah very popular vote well we're going with maddie buckets faz hey lovely so yourself and myself we haven't had too many rounds with old maddie faz which made it hard to get some accurate ratings right that's fair that's fair yeah so we enlisted the help of a couple other people that know him well and have played uh, a fair bit with him so we're gonna go with their ratings uh but we've got something we've we've got our we'll do our own ratings for his special category so can you remind everyone about that categories again please Chris? yeah so our uh, passionate listeners will score him on driving, putting, mental game, and card vibes. Um, but we're able to score him on the fifth category. What's the fifth category we're going for? Ability to handle hotel quarantine. Perfect. Lovely. Special one just for him. Perfect. Uh, I'll kick us off with the the putting. Uh, please do. So my guy has let me know that uh, it's a three. He's going three for putting. Uh, apparently, it looks good. Whether it goes in or not depends on the day. Inside C1, he's pretty reliable. A centimeter outside C1, uh, he is step putting, and the step putt pre-shot routine is iconic. Raise the disc, lower, raise the disc, and the leg, lower, raise the disc, and step through, holding the disc perpendicular to your follow-through uh, follow strides. So three for him, two and a half for being reliable in C1 and 0.5 for looking good while doing it. So there we go. A three for putting for Matty Fat. Nice. Um, my guy um, has been a little uh, little less generous. He's uh, He scored him at a two. Um, so <laughs> I think uh, based on our system we used last year, if it's split by a one, we can halve it down the middle, can't we? Yeah, for sure. So two and a half for Maddie. Two and a half for putting. All right, driving. Yeah. Um, what have you got? Yeah, I'll let you give it the context because I know your guys. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I know your guys giving you some notes for this as well. But for driving, um, my guy, who's an astute observer as well, has scored his driving also at two point five. Uh, mine uh, is going to two point five as well. They're right on the same page there. He goes, again, it's a slow, deliberate form with a predictable result, respectable distance, a lovely flat release, and smooth form. His drives are never going to blow you away, uh, but you know where they're going to go. That said, a man with the core that he has 
seriously just asking for a peek, should be throwing at least 150 metres. So a bit of shade coming in there. (laughs) But yeah, 2.5. Consistent, we're away. Uh, where did uh, where did your guy put him for mental game? Mental game. He goes, if Maddie is listening, he knows what's coming here. <laughs> he goes, Melvin Discolf's very own hot mess, Maddie Meltdown, and the executor of the holy shit on hole three at Crater Lakes at last year's eruption. With respect, Maddie can let it around get away from him. As Jacob Cruden said while watching the infamous 13 at Gambia, he just kept throwing them in the water. <laughs> and it's the persistence here that gets Maddie a one in this category. Oofed. 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 Um, <laughs> my man's gone two, so that's going to round out to 1.5. 1.5, not ideal. Not ideal. He needs, he needs ideal. a bit of a comeback here to get onto the leaderboard. Let's see if we can save it with card vibes. So, my guy's saying that Matty is without a doubt one of his favorite players to be on a card with, on a disc golf road trip, or in an Airbnb with. Whether it's talking disc science, form, pro tour results, bands, beers, or just how he's going to manage his hectic Tinder schedule, Matty is premium card vibes. Uh, a destination player at a social day and a guy who is never judgmental of new players, cops his blowouts with a smile, takes as much piss out of himself as the rest of us do, and is the first with a fist bump to celebrate others on a card. Uh, Like Chris said about Jeff's disc golf creation score last week, it's a five only because I can't give him a six. Big, big praise there. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, It seems about right. My guy gave him a 4.5. So that rounds up to five in our system. Um, And it sounds, based on that information, it sounds like a well-deserved five. So well done to Buckets. Nah, for sure. And before we move on to the special category, uh, my guy, he goes, and I'm assuming the mystery fifth category will be his around his work on the pool. So, uh, for anyone listening, uh, try to hit us up with uh, who you think was Maddie's secret raters. So, I will give um, one little hint that uh, or my guy with all his descriptions could be fairly self-explanatory <laughs> to anyone listening. But the way, when I told him that his scores were very similar to the other players... Uh, he was pretty happy with that because he said that the the other guy probably punched all of the data into a spreadsheet and made a formula and then came out with specific numbers. So he was happy to be close to them. There you go. So <laughs> that probably gives some clues away on both, who both our voters are. <laughs> exactly. So uh, try to let us know. Beautiful. What you guys think? All right. So uh, uh, bit of, bit of a background story before we give scores on ability to handle quarantine. So those of us that are on Facebook or in Facebook Messenger, um, what a place to be at the moment. Facebook Messenger has just been lighting up. You know, there's all sorts of things going on in that world. Um, But one thing that has been going on is the introduction of of new Facebook groups as well and Facebook chats, which I don't think everyone's on board with yet. I feel there's only three people in one of those chats. Um, but before <laughs> yeah. we transition there, we just had this Melbourne group chat 
And before Buckets had even come back to the country um, as a passionate disc golfer, he somehow found his way into that group. He was so keen to be here and be a part of the group. Um, and he just started, um, you know, letting the boys and girls know how he's going uh, on his commute back from, I don't even know where he was. Was he in Canada? Canada, yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah, he sent he sent some quality he sent some he sent some material across to let us know, and he got locked up in quarantine. I was back in COVID days, and was it two weeks he had to do? Yeah, I think so. Um, and yeah, he, he keep us regularly updated with how quarantine was going, and he'd post some videos. <laughs> and based on all of that, um, we're about to score him on his ability to handle hotel quarantine. We're going to have to try to find these videos. I think there's a lot of lot of people that uh, have joined the club since since uh, Maddie's hotel quarantine experience, and we need we need to get about there to the people. It's going to involve a lot of scrolling. I think I've got a photo somewhere, but finding that video will be a challenge. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. All right, what did, what did you give him? All right, so these are coming from our heart. Ability to handle hotel quarantine. Uh, what did you score the man? Uh, I couldn't. I couldn't bring myself to do anything but a two. A two. I <laughs> I feel like I've never seen uh, a more nuts person. <laughs> he seemed like he was pulling his hair out. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe that was his way of coping, and it should be getting higher. But from the videos I remember. Um, I- <laughs> I remember a, lu- a lunatic, so I'm going with two. All right, fair enough. I um, I've I've gone even harder. I've 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 I've, <laughs> I've given him one. Um, buckets buckets had me scared. You know, we in our little side chats. You know, we're not gonna lie. We were just a bit like, who is this mad cat, and what is wrong with him? Um, he he was struggling in hotel quarantine, so I've scored him a one. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so that rounds out at 1.5. Um, let me do right. some quick maths here. Uh, that makes 10 and that makes three. Uh, that brings him in to 13. I, from memory, I reckon that I think that might level him with Taz. Um, again, Taz, I wonder if Taz is any closer to hearing that episode. Probably not. Um, <laughs> Maybe not. But, yeah. Thir- I think you're right. I think Taz at 13, Pat at 14, and Jeff at 15 or 16. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that put, puts, him, puts him on the board, but uh, not at the top of it. Uh, welcome to the board, Buckets. <laughs> welcome to the board. Uh, as always, uh, send through your qu- request of who you want to hear rated next. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right, so bumper episode, flying through this, splicing in all sorts of cool stuff. Um, yeah. And, you know, I'm sure there's probably some listeners, I wouldn't be surprised if there's like some listeners that are just fast-forwarding to the end to hear our spot night lot night. Yeah, for sure. This is basically like uh, the reason that Coles puts the milk at the uh, the back of the store. You mean you got to go through the whole store to get to the milk because we know you want the milk. <laughs> I love that. I love that analogy. <laughs> I never noticed that milk part. God, that's so annoying. Why do they do that? Oh yeah, <laughs> always. All the stuff you want at the back of the store. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, what do you? Are you got a spotlight? You can lead us off. Yeah, with? of course. All right. So we touched on it earlier. Um, there's just no other way, uh, no other place or person this spotlight could go to uh, in my uh, eyes at the moment. The spotlight does have to go to a young Ryan Deer. Um, taking out the club champs, I'm sure there'll be some 
you know, prize or merch or something in order for winning this halfway point of the season. Brand new to disc golf, um, you know, played his 10 events, won four of them and podiumed, I think, in just about every other one, bar like about one. Um, you know, we mentioned him pretty early on in one of our earlier podcasts, that, like, who's this cat from Division X that's just smoking everyone at every course? And um, <laughs> what's pretty cool is, yeah, he's got um, three wins at Ruffy, and Ruffy is his stomping ground. But, you know, Bald Hill um, gives him a uh, – got a win there at Bald Hill as well against uh, the likes of yourself, Ville, um, and the Bald Hill bully himself. So he took down some notable competition. Um, we're going to call him the Young Buck. Um, because that just makes sense. Love that. Um, So welcome to the club, young buck, and awesome work, and won't be surprised to see your name up there for years to come. Uh, Definitely got a very high ceiling in disc golf. Yeah, very nice. I like that. Um, Yeah, you seem to think that was the most obvious choice, but this one to me that just stood out way, way more than that. Way more than that. Um, (laughs) Alan Brunstein. Oh, yes. Look at him. Look at him go. Two social days in a row actually attending, which is a big deal. But two social days in a row in third place. Yes, please. Uh, the double eagle at Bald Hill. I've probably never, ever done that. <laughs> Can't even think of it. But let me tell you how I got the double eagle. FD off the tee of five. No dramas. Another little FD up. Bang. Tap in. Yeah, that's not too, that's not too exciting. But when you get to hole three, what do I pull out? FD. Straight up the guts, get me to about six meters, easy game. Don't need these big boy drivers that all these other chumps do. Just give me an FD and get out of my way. Watch out, everybody. I'm here. Get around me. Fitting. Very fitting. Uh, <laughs> great spotlight. He I nearly got an honorable mention from me. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm all for the self-indulgence. I'm all for it. Why have a podcast if I'm not going to indulge myself? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I hope I hope you pay the price like I did because I, I, self-indul- <laughs> I self-indulged last week and, uh, yeah, we all heard how it panned out. Mm, well, what's your not light uh, this yeah. week? So speaking of, my not light has to go um, to none other, Chris Ronalds. Um <laughs> I spent an entire potty last week telling everyone how fucking good I am um, to go out and to win this league against Ryan Deere, who admittedly I'm probably never going to beat again because he's only getting better. Um, And yeah, Chris Evelina Ronalds, as um, I heard in one of my group chats during the week, is pretty fitting. Um, I did did mention that I like to put my stats into UDISC, normally only when I play a good round, but I, I just had to, like... I got home after that round of Bald Hill and I was like, all right, let's put him in. Where did I land? What did I do? Um, I missed 14 putts uh, on the weekend. <laughs> oh, man. Um, eight of which which were from Circle 1, you know. Um, yeah. So eight Circle 1 misses. You can, you can ignore the Circle 2s if you wish, but eight Circle 1 misses is just not getting it done. 50% from Circle 1. And I'd love to say they're all between <laughs> eight metres and 10 metres, but they weren't. None of those... <laughs> None of those would have been outside eight meters, I don't think. Um, I just laid an egg. So uh, the not light, rightfully so, has to go to myself. I think so. I, it was hard to watch. 
I just, I just didn't know what was happening. I've never seen you part that bad. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> nah, goodbye you. Way to own up. Yeah. Uh, mine, I'm scanning a little further down the list to find mine. Uh, mine, uh, I'm going whack here with Tim Pollock. Oh. So, yeah. So, Tim Pollock's been playing pretty good lately. He plays with Dazza a fair bit. Uh, was boasting about how he stole Dazza's tag not too long ago. Um, very hot round at the Bald Hill Melbourne Disc Golf Day. Um, yeah, been playing quite good and just didn't show up. Didn't show up. Plus four, which is no good for him. Put him very low down on the, um, uh, what's it called? The handicap results, uh, I think, uh, just below you, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. <laughs> one, one spot below you. So, uh, and his handicap's probably not true reflection of where he's at because he's been getting a lot better lately. So, um, nah, I'm looking at you, Tim. You're better than that. Not good enough. Nah, fair enough, fair enough. We were uh, we were actually keeping a sneaky eye on him during the round and he just didn't pop off. Uh, only two birdies, so good spot by you. Pardon the pun, that's a, that's a good not like. <laughs> Oh, very nice. All right, well, there we go. Pod 15 all wrapped up. Huge, huge, killing it. Storming through. And a bunch of, spe- a bu- uh, bunch of special guests. Um, I won't be surprised in, in this audio if there's a little bit of uh, Theo in the background. If there is, enjoy. Uh, that's fatherhood for you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right, thanks, everybody, for listening. Peace out. We had a little bit of a mishap uh, halfway through the pod. And uh, when I was piecing together the audio for this, I came across something uh, of Chris's that I didn't hear, and I thought it was pretty funny, so I'm just going to uh, tack on a a little outtake to the end of the pod. Thanks, guys. Oh, might have just put Alan on hold here, or I've hung up on him. Um, let's get this back going. Um, hey, so I just, just press the random button on my headphone. Turns out that hangs up the phone call.